0: illustrated horseshoe huddle my name's brandon and i'm joined here by your co-host my best friend andrew moore buddy it can't get any worse than monday can't get any worse than the feeling on tuesday we got a game coming up against the uh children of ty the houston texans how are we feeling today good friend we're on to houston
1: We're putting the loss in Baltimore behind us. It was a sad day on Tuesday. We got more energy today. We're not thinking about that collapse anymore. It's time to focus on Houston. Big divisional matchup. And while the Colts may seem favorite and it might seem like an easy win for the Colts I mean you are what your record says you are right now the Colts are one and four the Texans are one and four Colts can't come into this matchup thinking it's going to be an easy walk in the park they really need to attack this Houston team because if they go one and five it's probably a time to punt on the season so uh, I'm excited I'm excited to see him rebound and uh hoping to get this bad taste out of our mouths on Sunday how you doing man
0: I'm doing fine. Uh, Busy season at work starts tomorrow, so I'm going to be working, uh, you know, over 50-some hours a week and uh, then doing this. uh, I'm probably going to have a serious mental breakdown mid-November until, you know, December 7th is when I'm going to be able to breathe again. Uh, So that's fun. But let's talk about the game, Andrew. You mentioned... You know, thinking about, people thinking about uh, the Colts being favored, blah, blah, blah. And favored they are. Colts are at minus 475. Texans at plus 350. For those of you who don't know anything about gambling, that's a really, really large differential. You'd have to bet $475 on the Colts just to win 100. Uh, the spread is 10 points. Vegas thinks the Colts are going to win by 10 points. That's large for football. And the over-under for total points, 43.5. That is an interesting one. (laughs) That, I think, may be a go on the over side. Um, We'll see. I don't know. I I always make my pick on the fly, so we'll see what I do. Um, Andrew, I think key number one, maybe not an X factor quite yet, but key number one is going to be, obviously, the defense. Um, and we'll go through injuries here soon, but if the secondary is as beat up as it was in the second half and the end of that last game, the pass rush is going to be the key to helping the secondary out. Um, What, what are we looking like this weekend in regards to said pass rush?
1: I think it's pretty simple. The pass rush needs to step it up one of the main things when you look at the film and when I rewatched the game I rewatched that fourth quarter and the pass rush on Lamar Jackson was non-existent yeah. there was just no whether it was DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, al Qadi Muhammad, Tyquan Lewis, Kamoko Ture, nobody got near him. He would sit back there for four to five seconds, survey the field and and pretty much pick his poison where he wanted to go. The pass rush needs to be better, plain and simple when you run a, a defense like you Refluce does where it's it's mostly zone coverage where you're really focusing on and, and you need your front four to get pressure so you don't blitz as much. You can sit your guys back in those zones and they're not that it kills the whole the whole scheme so and that's why it's so vital for this Colts team to get pressure pressure on the quarterback yeah. and and I think I think they have a really good opportunity to do that this weekend because we'll start out with this the health of the Texans offensive line is is pretty bad mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil, the all-Pro, Pro Bowl left tackle for the Texans is out. He's out for 4 to 6 weeks. He just had surgery on his thumb. That's a, that's a great thing for Quitty Pay who looks to be on schedule to come back this week. Quitty Pay should have his opportunity to really have a breakout game without Laramie Tunsil in there. Over on the right-hand side, Marcus Cannon, the right tackle. He's out with a knee injury. So the Texans are in worse shape than we are as far as their offensive tackle is concerned. And then you look at their center, Justin Britt. He's been dealing with a knee injury uh, this week. I know he didn't practice on Wednesday. I don't know if he practiced today, but the health of the Texans offensive line isn't there. Perfect opportunity for this Colts uh, pass rush and this Colts defensive line to really take advantage and, and put pressure on Davis Mills.
0: Yeah, and I talked about it uh, – f- actually, now I feel like I've talked about it multiple weeks, but I know I talked about it the other night. They're, it, they're getting – they're pushing the offensive line back, but nobody's breaking free and getting a hand or two hands on the quarterback. We're so close so many times throughout a game, and we're letting quarterbacks step up in the pocket. We're letting quarterbacks get away. Um, we contain Lamar really well. We talked about this, um, but then he just crushed us coming right up the middle. So I don't know if maybe we need a few, you know, one man blitzes. Um, but I, I if I, I would love for Quiddy pay to be back, I think that increases our pass rush, uh, stability and, and, chances of getting some sacks by quite a bit. I think he'll come back strong, um, but, yeah, we just got to get our hands on the quarterback, and when we get our hands on the quarterback, we've got to wrap him up and tackle. I'm sick of seeing arm tackles. You know what I got really sick of seeing in the in the game the other night when it was crucial to just get a stop? We were still too focused on trying to take the ball away, which I get, but we were so focused on knock the ball out, knock the ball out. We're letting guys get two, three extra yards on every single play that we're trying to tackle. And just tackle the dude. Try to put the hat on the ball, and if he can't, just get the tackle. Um, do we know anything about Dio yet? Is is he getting close to coming back? Dio can't practice
1: until week eight because okay. he was put on the non-football injury list to right. start okay. of the season. So when so when week eight comes about, then he can then he can start to practice and and really start to uh, we can see what's going on with him. But I, I think when you're talking about the the Colts, uh, the Colts pass rush here, the Colts pass rush really needs to focus in on winning their one-on-one matchups, like you said. Even a guy like DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner hasn't been able to, to win those one-on-one matchups. He's been a guy that, that we, we've always talked about that we need to take some pressure off of DeForest Buckner by having other guys start getting involved and making the, the offensive line or, of the other team Start focusing in on those guys. Well, even this year, DeForest Buckner hasn't had an impact, even when he has had one-on-ones uh, throughout the game. So, I think that's a big area that we need to see DeForest Buckner. The Colts are paying him eighty-four million dollars. It's time for him to step up and start getting after the quarterback. And and what a perfect week to do it against against the Houston Texans. Last year, DeForest Buckner against the Houston Texans in two games, and this is going up against Deshaun Watson. He had five sacks. He had seven quarterback hits and I think seven tackles uh, against against the against the Houston Texans. So if there's any team that he has success against, it's this Houston Texans team. And I'm really excited to see what he does and excited to see how he can kind of jumpstart this defensive line, especially this week and going forward.
0: Yeah, sorry, having uh, some spam issues here. Um, Davis Mills, does this guy have legs? I haven't watched him play at all. All I saw was one terrible screen pass, um, against, I don't remember who they were playing, but it was bad. Does it, can this guy run the ball at all? Davis Mills is more of a pocket passer. I mean, he he can get outside
1: the pocket, but he's not a, a huge threat to run as far right. as I can see. The thing with Davis Mills is we we talked about Davis Mills, uh, he last week, I mean, you, you always say how he's not that good of a quarterback. I think he had his best game last week. I think yeah. he threw for 312 yards and three touchdowns. And I saw this interesting stat that this is the first time a rookie quarterback against a Bill Belichick defense has thrown for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Do you know what and, I think?
0: that is personally I think uh Bill Belichick typically against a a star uh rookie quarterback says I'm not going to let this dude do a thing like only quarterbacks that people are talking about um typically does Bill Belichick I think focus on that so like a Tua was gonna have a bad day Trevor Lawrence whenever if do they if they play this that would be a bad day you know uh Sam Darnold Uh, two years ago, real bad day. Stuff like that. I don't think. uh, I don't. I just don't think Davis Mills was on Bill Belichick's hit list this week. So that helped, but still, I I agree it's significant. So I
1: think that the Colts, the Colts just do need to be aware that Davis Mills can do that. And especially with how the Colts defense played in the fourth quarter against Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Davis Mills throws for 300 yards, honestly. So that's why the Colts really need to focus in. It's not Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, again, when he's out there, top five quarterback in the NFL, at least top 10. So mm-hmm. Davis Mills is a step back, but the Colts can't relax on that. Davis Mills, I think, though, when you watch when you watch his film, since he is a rookie, he's mostly a one-read quarterback. If his first read isn't there, yeah. that's when he starts to get flustered. And if his first read is open there, then, then he is pretty accurate. I've seen him stand in the pocket, make some confident throws, put it on the money. That's where the Colts uh, secondary really needs to come in. I don't necessarily think the Colts have to play press coverage or really tight coverage against the Houston Texans. What I do think is essential, though, is is the execution, making sure that the Colts defenders don't get lost in their zones. And what I mean by that is making sure or getting distracted or thinking you have one zone when you actually have another, make sure the communication is tightened up. Because like I said, yeah, there's just been way too many miscommunications this year in the secondary. It seems like almost after every big passing play, you see the safeties or the quarterbacks looking at each other looking at each other. Like what the hell just happened with their hands up, like wondering like what, what just happened? Like all confused. That shouldn't happen, especially in a defense like Matt Eberflus where it's, it's one of the big parts and one of the big pluses on it is the, is the easiness of it, or the simplicity of it, I should say, so that way defenders don't have to be thinking all the time and can you just go out there and make plays. That's what's going to be key, because Davis Mills, while he is a rookie quarterback, he is a smart quarterback. He's a Stanford guy. He, he knows where he's going to go with the football. He's, he's I've heard in the pre-draft evaluations that he was pretty good on the whiteboard. So the Colts really just need to make sure they're not out of position, and I think if they do that, they can have success against Davis Mills
0: don't have a ton of weapons on that offense Mm -hmm. i mean realistically so there's just no excuse there's no excuse for us to to play a shitty game um on the defensive side of the ball but i'm not going to sit here and say we won't uh especially if I, i don't know we'll talk again i haven't had a life uh this week at all so we'll talk more about the injuries but if the secondary is in the shape it was, I mean, if we're down to six, seven string also, I don't think that's Sandejo guys. Very good. Uh, it's safety. So tough well, situation for the secondary.
1: Yeah. I think we could talk a little bit about the injuries though. So Rocky sin, Rocky sin was a limited participant, uh, on Wednesday when they did like a walkthrough, our best he corner was- this year, he has. He was a full participant today, which is good. Rocky okay. Sin looks like he's That's on track helpful. to play on Sunday. Xavier Rhodes, while he suffered a concussion on Monday night, he was a limited participant already yeah. today, which which kind of shocked me. I honestly didn't think with him having that concussion Monday night, I almost ruled him out completely from the jump of, yeah. of not being able to clear the con- concussion protocol. looks like he has a chance to do that. So if you have Xavier Rhodes out there, Rocky Sin can come back. Instead of having to rely on – Uh, Isaiah Rogers while Isaiah Rogers can make plays and, and I think he, he's a a decent backup cornerback. You don't want him as your number one or or your number one outside corner. I should say since Kenny Moore is in there, Uh, Anthony Chesley just was, was not, he's a practice squad guy came in, wasn't great. Bo Pete keys, uh, a guy that we picked up when, when TJ Carey went on injured reserve. And again, a guy that special teams borderline roster player so if we if the Colts can get Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Sin back this week to pair with Kenny Moore the, the Colts' chances of uh, or the secondary's chances of being successful I think go
0: up quite a bit Carson my guy we should have thrown in his uh his season numbers right now one interception still uh and honestly that was one that you go, oh, that he just made a dumb mistake. Like anybody could have made that stupid play. Um, just a, a minor lapse in judgment at, in that moment. Um, he's played well overall. He's had one game where we were finally ready to say, all right, you did not play very well this week. Um, and even in that game against the Ravens, we talked about Carson played real well. I'm sure the national media uh, – you know, blame that game on him somehow, some way. Uh, but he's been playing well. The question is, can he stack a couple up in a row?
1: And I think he can. I really do. Especially if if we have a a certain ghost come back this week, which could be possible. I mean, don't it tease is, me.
0: Don't tease. It me. is.
1: It is Houston week after all. And uh, but it's at home. The Colts. The Colts Twitter account though tweeted out a uh, a video today of number thirteen making a very nice. One handed grab in practice, looking like the old thirteen. So uh, that's that's good to see. But anyways, I, I think Carson Wentz has a good chance. The the Texans are around the middle of the pack as far as pass defense goes. They're giving up about two hundred and fifty seven yards a game. Colts are giving up about two hundred and sixty through the air. So so they're about the same as far as that goes. But but the the secondary of the Houston Texans does not have very many playmakers back there. I think the Colts, if they take the same approach that they did against the the Baltimore Ravens, where – again, just methodically drive down the field, kind of make those short, quick throws to, so the receivers can get open and then yeah. occasionally take those shots, take those corner shots, do like the high-low concept that they did to to Mo'Ally Cox. Or if you can get Michael Pittman Jr. one-on-one on the outside. Or if, if he does come back, T.Y. Hilton. We'll see what he can do in his first action. I'm not expecting T.Y. to go out there and play 70 snaps when he's just coming back. It also wouldn't but, surprise me. But it, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't surprise me either. So we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. But I think Carson Wentz has a good chance because the, the defense of the Houston Texans doesn't generate very many turnovers. The, and, and the way Carson Wentz has been playing, he can methodically drive it down the field. Their pass rush hasn't been great. It's another week together with this offensive line should create more cohesion. I think Carson Wentz has the chance to have another big game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to play really well. I think this is an opportunity for him uh, to sh- maybe even show off a little, and I don't mean in like a cocky way, but like just like yeah, it, a confidence building game for him even. Um, and I think a lot, I think a lot of uh, what can make him more successful is what Frank Reich decides to do with him. I think we need to get the tight ends, continue to keep the tight ends involved. Mo Ali Cox has been incredible. Um, like I told page to start him over Darren Waller this week, kind of incredible. You know what I mean? Um, so she should probably start Darren Waller, but, uh, I mean, Kylan Granson, couple catches, I think in this last game, the guy's big, he's, he's athletic. You can see it. Do you? Why? Why is it just because he's that raw? Is he just not good enough yet, like we thought he was? Or why is Frank deciding not to use him? Have you heard anything in regards to that? That's. I
1: honestly, I honestly, really just think it's because Mo Cox and Jack Doyle are better blocking tight ends. Yeah, and right which, now which, we knew that. We knew that, but right now, right now because yeah. we're because we're missing Quentin Nelson. Because the Colts don't have Braden Smith out there, yeah. because Eric Fisher is still trying to work himself back to 100, percent that's what the Colts need. They need a more Jack well, Doyle, Mo Ali Cox. Even use presence. the tight ends
0: to help out the left tackle situation. Well, the, you live and you learn. So, so <laughs> now
1: that now, now that now that they're starting to do that, now you see that that the Colts offensive line is playing a little bit better. Kylan Grant's st- uh, snaps are going up a little bit more. Matt Pryor had a, had a respectable game at right yeah. tackle. It looks like Matt Pryor is probably going to go again, and Braden Smith is going to miss another week with, his, with this foot injury. You start to see Kylan Granson more incorporated into the game plan, but I, I like what you you brought up that point It's how Frank Reich uses him. What I kind of like to see is is Carson Wentz isn't on the injury report this week So as far as I'm concerned those ankles are a hundred percent if he's not on the injury yeah. report those ankles are back to a hundred percent Something that we haven't seen over the past three weeks because of Carson Wentz's injury are those bootleg plays as much getting Carson outside of the pocket I think that could be something. I mean, we could see. uh, There's been a couple of them against Miami.
0: that week, the second week after the injury, when they were like, like right out of the gate, they they boot him out and let him run. I was like, what right. is happening? What is right. going I, on? Here? I, I didn't say
1: it was non-existent, but we haven't seen it as much. No. I think we could start seeing that. Start yeah. getting Carson Wentz out of the pocket, and whether it's it's getting the ball to the tight ends like a like a Jack Doyle or a Mo Cox, or even creating it off of a play action and looking to take a shot down the field to somebody like Paris Campbell using that speed on the outside. I I could very well see that. So. I, and I think that's what the Colts want to make a part of their offense when Carson is fully healthy it's getting him outside of the pocket making the and that's when the, the Colts will most likely take a lot of their big shots so the very well could happen this week yeah
0: and um in regards to the offensive game plan this week though, that needs to be one of the tools what need, what the game plan needs to be is uh Jonathan Taylor. And more Jonathan Taylor, and more Jonathan Taylor. That play, that touchdown was incredible the other night. Um, mm-hmm. He is starting to get recognized by you know the national. Non Colts fans too, uh, like one of these stupid accounts I follow on Instagram, like the running back hierarchy. I finally like somebody; they, these guys finally put him in the second tier with a bunch of guys. And there's a couple of guys they had in the first tier that I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor on my team. I'm not saying he's a better running back right now, but um, yeah, I, I think Jonathan Taylor is a game changer, and I think that we need to focus this game on using. Our our very best weapon on our football team. He's our very best weapon on our football team. That's what he is. What will the offensive game plan be, Andrew? See, I've I've been
1: kind of struggling with this one, thinking about what it would be over the past couple days, uh, because Jonathan Taylor did have a really good game against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so did so did Carson Wentz. So, do you keep that same kind of philosophy and that same game plan from a week before a week ago? So something that has stood out to me though is I think the Texans are going to play conservatively. Because of that, and I think because their defensive coordinator is Lubby Smith, Lubby Smith, a Tony Dungy disciple, he loves the Colts. He he runs that Tampa two, that cover two zone heavy defense. What when that happens again? Like the Colts, they those defenses want you to just dink and dunk down the field. I could very well see Naheem Hines actually having yeah. a big game. Jonathan Taylor, I'm sure, will be used plenty. I, I think the Colts hey, have that really established That team. touchdown was a pass. It was a pass. Jonathan Taylor would definitely be used in the pass game, I, but I could see Naheem Hines having a big game because, yeah. he number one, he hasn't had one in a while, and number two, it seems like he goes once one every three to four games, then he has a breakout game. I think this yeah. could really be it because of the way the defense is structured, and especially if they're trying to key in on, on stopping Jonathan Taylor and the run game, that's when you send that Naheem Hines out, get a little trickery in there. I think the running backs will be used a little bit more than we think, but I think Naheem Hines will see an increase in snaps this weekend.
0: I say, uh, same game parlay Colts straight up Texans plus 10. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines touchdowns $10 will win you probably 300 bucks. You're welcome. Um, just a guess. And now I forget where I was going to go. Naheem Hines, although it, it hasn't, it's not shown on the stat sheet right now. Naheem Hines has been doing some stuff this year that I think is the best he's ever done. Now like I think he's faster than he was a year ago. I could maybe I'm crazy, but I really do think he's he's gotten faster because when he's getting out to the edge and he's got a chance, he's beaten guys. I cannot believe how many times he's gotten around the edge and gone down the side, and I thought he was going to get knocked out of bounds three times, and he's just beaten dudes. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that, especially uh, it, against that cover two sit-back-and-wait kind of defense. Um, and I don't think Frank Reich has an issue dinking and dunking if he has to. I don't think he does. I, now I'm i not saying I he's he going does either. to like he should, but um, he, I mean, he did it with Jacoby for – A year, so...
1: Right, and I, and I think it'll be up to Carson Wentz too. I think Carson Wentz needs to stay disciplined as well, yeah. not, and if the deep shot isn't there, and I think he's done a really good job about that this year, of not forcing things. So yeah. if it's not there, then you, you've you seen his his trust in Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, I think especially over the last few weeks, has gone up considerably more in the passing game. You see him taking his check downs more often. Yep. You see him going to those those crossing routes, those shallow crossing routes more often. So I, I think that I think think that as as Carson Wentz gets more familiar with this offense, more familiar with his teammates, you're going to start seeing that more, especially since it is a staple of a Frank Reich offense.
0: Yep, that's fair.
1: You ready for X-Factors? Sure, let's go into it. You, you go first this week. Who's your X-Factor? Who do you think is going to make the biggest impact or, or will... Th- Force the Colts over the hump and and beat the Texans this week.
0: Quiddy Pay if he plays, okay. Quiddy Pay okay. gonna if Quidipe Pay plays, if he can get a, get a sack or two, really get things rolling. Because this is this is the this is the type of game when you're looking at it, saying we should win this football game and we should do it in impressive fashion. This is the game when young stars or struggling stars. Carson Wentz, and he's not been struggling as much, but maybe even a Darius Leonard, Leonard Kenny Moore, DeForce Buckner. You know, somebody tweet I t- we talked about this. Somebody called him a non-factor through five games, and I don't really have anything to argue with that aside from stopping the run game of the Ravens, I guess. Um, but yeah, Quiddy Pay, the pass rush. But Quidipe, I think Quiddy Pay is going to be the key in that if he plays. See, I'm going to light right along that
1: defensive line with you, and right along that the star needs to step up to Forrest Buckner. I think it's time. I mentioned his success last year against the Houston Texans. Yeah. And the Colts pass rush has been abysmal this year, just to keep it honest. They have not generated enough pressure. And I think that's been one of the biggest uh pitfalls of this defense. DeForce Buckter needs to step up. He needs to play at like the all-pro that he is. He needs to be able to take on those single and double teams He's supposed and to be get the through. Second
0: best defensive tackle in the league. That's what we've been mm-hmm. calling him. That's what people have been mm-hmm. calling him. He's not been that this year.
1: He has not, and I think it's time for him to step up. I yep. made him my X factor this week, and I think it's the perfect opportunity for him to do so. He knows that the that the defensive line and the pass rush has not been good enough. It's time for him to jumpstart this, and it's time for him to rally the troops. He's he's the leader of that defensive line. It's time for him to rally everybody and make sure everybody starts getting after it. And I could see DeForest Buckner having a two to three sack performance on Davis Mills this
0: week. I'm pretty sure. I said this last week, too, but Frank Reich hasn't had a good game yet where I've had zero gr- big gripes. I think Frank Reich needs to have a, a better game this week still. Until he has a game where I go, all right, Frank, that was you called a hell of a game today. Uh, I'm, st- I'm just going to keep picking on him because uh, I've still seen a lot of decisions like going forward on 4th and 11 that I'm just not a fan of. Um, prediction. So I already said, so the spread is 10. So I already said the Houston Texans would cover. I said the Colts would win. I said it'd probably go over. So I think the Colts need to break 30 points this week. So let's put them somewhere in the 34 range. Uh, and the Houston Texans will probably put up 17. So you're taking Wait a the, minute, that uh, doesn't do the cover. 25. <laughs>
1: Okay. See, I, I was on that initial bandwagon with you before we started the show. And the more I talked about it, the more I'm liking the Colts to cover. I really am. I'm going to go Colts. I'm going to go Colts 31 Texans 17. I think that the Colts, they need to answer the bell this week. I think they're, they're very pissed off. I think they're motivated. And, and Carson once talked about it, we need to develop that killer instinct. And I think to do that, We've even been talking if are for years, even if they're up late in the fourth quarter, I think that this to send a message, not just to the, not really to the Houston Texans, but to send a message to themselves and get that confidence that they can get that killer instinct. I think they're going to keep their foot on the gas. I really do. So I think it'll be 31 17. And I think the Colts are going to get a pretty convincing victory.
0: This is an absolute must win. Absolutely. Absolute must win Uh, for playoff hopes. And for this team's future hopes, I feel like like if 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 we lose this game, are you ready to put Carson Wentz on the bench until next year and just keep the first round pick? Because there's no excuse to lose this football game. And if we can't beat the Houston Texans, we are not going to make the playoffs anyway.
1: I don't want to put him on the bench yet. Because I I mean, he just has to pay, if the Colts don't make the playoffs, he just has to play less than 75%. I still think you play him as much as you can because you want him to continue to develop with his teammates. If he only gets six games this year, yeah, that's
0: only six games to start next year. So how far you do can, we have to go into the season where we go? OK, this is where we sit him.
1: I mean, if, if the Colts are, are looking at, I would say maybe three and ten. Uh, then you consider sitting in for those last four games of the year. Uh, and then I would seriously consider possibly giving it over to Brett Hundley. And so that way you do not have to forfeit that first round pick, but, but you, you can't pull the plug right now, uh, you, especially when, when he's just starting to get rolling, you don't want to have to start all over again, and because I think he would the, have, he would have damn near 11 months off. If you sat him right now, you can't do yeah. that. To
0: and him. after week six, if you bench your start, your starting quarterback, what does that say to your team? You know to that football right, team about right what the organization thinks about them so and it's honestly, not maybe I, a good idea i now that we talk it out and think it through but i was kind of on board with it um well and honestly
1: minute, the thing is too even if they're doing it i find it very hard to believe chris ballard and frank reich actually pulling and sitting him down just because not only that those those the other guys still have to go out there and play. That would cause a lot of disruption within that locker room of Carson yeah. Wentz gets to sit and doesn't have to do anything. Why are we having to go out there and, yeah. and go through all the, the blood, it sweat, and tears of playing football? So I, even if they are in that situation, unless Carson's hurt, realistically, I don't see the Colts
0: sitting. In I could see Carson Wentz being hurt.
1: Yeah, that that could happen as well. Hey, hopefully, Carson, hopefully, Carson, hey, hopefully, we're not hurt. even talking about that. Hopefully, yeah, we're not even talking about I'm that, and it doesn't. This game to. is
0: an absolute must-win, I, and I am—I oh. I might quit the podcast if we lose. I might just quit it all. I don't think I can handle the loss this weekend. I think, <laughs> oh my God. throw it all you're away. So, you're so dramatic. <laughs> I know. Other Colts news, uh, injuries. <laughs> What's new? Uh, hey, why Hilton might be playing uh, this Sunday. He might be. Playing football against Houston Texans at home against Houston Texans, we're happy about that. Uh, Ty practiced today, this week. So he did return to practice
1: this week. He hasn't been pulled off IR yet, but since he started practicing, the Colts have 21 days technically to take him off of IR. He'll be taken off well before that, and he, there's a chance that he's taken off this weekend and plays. He spoke to the media for the first time since his injury today. Usually when a Colts player speaks to the media, they're very close to returning. He said it's going to be up to the doctors to, to determine that. And I'm not sure, since since you said you were you were busy all day at work, you probably didn't see this. T.Y. Hilton said today that those first couple days after he had surgery – Apparently what happened, first of all, is the C6 disc in his back had slipped and he lost feeling, complete feeling in the, in his entire left side. He's fine now. And the surgery went well. He, he's not going to have any, any long-term effects from it. But he said those first couple days after surgery, he seriously considered retiring right then and there, which it's, it's pretty crazy. None of us on the outside knew how serious it was. And, and guess who he confided in about it? He spoke to his boy, Andrew Luck, and he, he joked around with the media today saying this probably probably wasn't the greatest idea to talk to Andrew about retiring, which, which got, got a laugh out of the reporters, got a laugh out of me. Andrew Luck was actually the guy that told T.Y. to be patient, be patient with the recovery. He still had a lot. He still had a lot of years left. He still loved the game and to be patient with it and stick with it. After speaking with Andrew, he and after those first couple of days, he started feeling a lot better. And he's like, OK, I can still do this. When he said he after
0: s- the surgery, he felt instant relief. He still had to go through some recovery and whatnot. But he the, the pain that he was feeling was instantly relieved. Mm hmm. It was in after those first couple of days, he's like, Okay, I can do this.
1: And he said it re it it reaffirmed to him today just how much he loves this team when he came back and was in, in the huddle and the walkthrough and he saw how excited everybody was that he came back into the building, that he was back out there, and he's ready to go out there and help his teammates. And and that's why I think that T. Y. Hilton is gonna be a man on a mission when he comes back. Yeah. I really think he can prove, especially with the skill set that Carson Wentz has he can really prove to be a lethal weapon and and another top he can have some more years as a top wide receiver in the NFL.
0: Yeah, 100% agree with that. Uh Tampa Bay's already up 7-0. Um to be clear, we made our picks before uh we did this. Go ahead and go through the injuries real quick, Andrew. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the Colts had a walkthrough on Wednesday, had a full practice today. Um, Rodrigo Blankenship did not practice either day. It doesn't look like he's going to play this weekend. Um did Anderson Dejo with a concussion, Braden Smith with his foot, Kamoko Ture with a groin. Neither of them play uh, have practiced this week. Kamoko Ture maybe plays. I'm almost thinking that he doesn't. Braden Smith won't play again. Man, I mean, Blankenship doesn't look like he's going to play with the hip. Guys that were limited today were Darius Leonard with his ankle and shoulder, as well as Rocky Sin with an ankle. Uh, so it looks like both of them are trending in the right direction to play. I would expect Darius to play. Yeah. Rock will probably be questionable. Um, guys that were full participants today, Quiddy Pay. Uh, Isaac Rochelle those guys I mean Rochelle was dealing with an illness Quiddy pay with his hamstring looks like both those Guys are going to be ready for Sunday Jordan Wilkins still out with a non With a non-COVID related illness Not sure what that's all about but uh, uh, Looks like the Colts will get Quiddy payback Rocky San and Darius Leonard trading in The right direction and then guys like Like uh, Braden Smith Kamoka Ture Rodrigo Blankenship Doesn't look like they'll be available
0: This is hilarious
1: <laughs> you see it? i saw it i'll put it up here so was, so vonda vonda's gonna ask so with specs out and no backup
0: what's the game plan well vonda it's uh colt sign michael bad badgley to the practice squad and release center joey hunt from the practice squad uh looks like michael badgley will probably be kicking did eddie Pin- where did pinheiro get signed at
1: so Pinheiro was on the practice squad for the Washington football team early December. He's now a free agent. So Piñero is out there. Badgley was the Chargers full-time yeah. kicker from 2018 to 2020. He was on the roster of the Tennessee Titans for like week one, missed a kick, missed a couple of kicks, and he they he was quickly and
0: cut. Vrabel is not messing around with kicking issues. Right. Not doing so that. Michael,
1: Michael Badgley was actually an undrafted free agent in twenty eighteen on the Colts roster during the preseason and worked with Adam Benateri. So he has familiarity already with the Colts organization. The Colts protected him on the practice squad this week. Michael Badgley will be the guy that's kicking on Sunday for the Colts.
0: Yeah, looks to be looks that way. Joey Hunt. Sorry, man. You know what? A lot of the pressure on Carson Wentz keeps coming up the middle lately. I feel like it hasn't even been the tackle aside from, if, you know, the few plays a game that Fisher just gets absolutely blown up. I keep feeling like this pressure just keeps coming right up the middle at at, at Carson's legs. Uh, side note, I guess, um, who Michael Be- – he, he? we just explained who he is. Um, <laughs> gosh, get my aunt out of here. Somebody – Put her in timeout. I'm just kidding. Uh, week slate, six, six week six slate of games for the pick em. There you go. I'm still in the lead. I got one game on Andrew, forty nine and thirty one at sixty one percent. Andrew's forty eight and thirty two at uh, sixty percent. No game,
1: g- no ground lost, no ground gained. This is, last week,
0: this is the game that, or this is a week. I think him and I have disagreed on a lot of games again uh and should be fun we both picked the tampa bay buccaneers i assume
1: oh yeah i picked the tampa bay buccaneers they're gonna win pretty easily tonight i have a feeling
0: they're playing right now um dolphins jaguars andrew
1: think we're going to differ on this one i am taking the jacksonville jaguars to get their first win wow. of the year to a tongue is said to be coming back i think he's going to be very very rusty and i don't think the dolphins are going to be able to to handle it. i think trevor lawrence gets his first win
0: i'd be happy about that i think i guess but uh you know what no i want to destroy trevor lawrence's confidence i want him to Uh, get let go from Jacksonville after three years, and go to the NFC, and then I hope he wins a couple Super Bowls. That would be fine with me. Uh, But uh, I want him out of our division as soon as possible, so destroy his confidence the Dolphins are going to win that game. Uh, Packers-Bears, Aaron Rodgers, similar situation as T.Y. Hilton in Houston. Uh, He owns Soldier Field. uh, Green Bay for sure.
1: I'm going to take the Packers as well. Uh, I don't think, I think Aaron Rodgers is actually perfect against rookie quarterbacks in the division. So I, I don't think Justin Fields is going to change that Packers win.
0: Bengals at lions. The lions are favored by, or I'm sorry, the Bengals are only favored by three and a half. You get two points for being the home team. I think that's crazy. The Bengals are going to win this football game with ease.
1: See, I actually struggle so, on this game. Why? Because I, I, for some reason, something inside of me, something in my gut says, just the, the way that Dan Campbell and how passionate he was last week. I think there's this, this lions team is going to play with a different breed and a different, just a different fire within him to play for coach Campbell. I still went with the Bengals, but, but I actually think this game will be closer than you think.
0: Uh, I don't think so. I think the Bengals' defense is legit. The Bengals should have beaten the Packers last week. The Packers also should have beaten the Bengals last week. So it was a very confusing football game. Uh, but they both had opportunities to win. And I think if you're playing like that with the Packers, uh, you're, you're the real deal. And I think the Bengals are going to win. Have I The NFC North and the ASC North are obviously playing each other this year. Every single one of those games, I have to like remind myself that these teams are not in the same division. For a second like they've but both of those divisions do have a similar identity in a way i feel like but mm-hmm. i don't know i'm a weirdo i also think my uncle looks like peyton manning and he does not at all so. <laughs> uh texans at colts we both picked the colts rams at new york giants new york football this giants. one's
1: pretty this this one's pretty simple the rams are gonna win the giants are <laughs> too the
0: i don't th- think the Giants. Gi-
1: no, I don't I don't think Danny Dimes is gonna play. Saquon's ankle was the size of a bowling ball. Uh so I I, I don't think it's gonna be close. I did think we, the Rams win pretty we easily. Did you talk about
0: Danny Dimes stumbling off the field last week? Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh Chiefs at Washington football team. I, I've got the I, I pick the Rams as well. Uh I have the Chiefs, uh, but they cannot lose this football game. And that's no I don't think- reason I'd pick it. I don't think they can either,
1: but I think they'll have a pretty big bounce back game. I don't think Ty- Taylor Heineke is going to be able to to hang with the Chiefs offense in a, in a shootout.
0: I think these next three were different on all of them. Vikings at Panthers.
1: See, I, I want to take the Panthers because I think they have a good team. But I think the pass rush for the Vikings is going to be too much for the Panthers to stop because the Panthers' offensive line is not great, and Sam Darnold doesn't do well under pressure. So I'm going to go Vikings on this one.
0: Panthers. I'm not giving up on them. I think uh, Sammy Boys had a couple a rough couple of weeks, but I'm not I'm not giving up on the Panthers yet. Um, Chargers at Ravens. Chargers.
1: See, I'm going Chargers as well. No.
0: I think after after such a big
1: game, for, uh, a big emotional game when the Ravens won on Monday Night Football, yep. and, and Justin Herbert just riding that hot streak, I think the Chargers are going to win.
0: Uh, Cardinals at Browns. This being at the dog pound definitely makes things more difficult. I picked the Cardinals. Uh, I think, the, put it this way, the, I think the Cardinals are better than the Chargers. The Chargers beat the Browns. Barely, but they beat them two plus two two, four. Cardinals beat the Browns in Cleveland. They don't slip yet.
1: See, I, I think I'm going with Browns. I'm going Browns. I think the defense of the Browns has a better game than they did against against Justin Herbert and, and the Chargers. Uh, I think the Browns are really going to step it up. And, and, and I think the Cardinals Cardinals have to lose some time. And I think it's this week against the Browns.
0: This one I struggle. I'm I'm still struggling with. Uh, loss, coach coachless Las Vegas Raiders at Denver Broncos. Here's what happens in these situations with a coach uh, no longer being with the team uh, in the middle of a season. The team either says we're gonna we're just gonna go off. Because we want to show like we're not a dumpster fire. Because usually in a situation like this, it's a dumpster fire. But the Raiders have been good this year. Minus what are they? Have they lost two now? One, one or two? Um, yeah, because they lost to the, you know what, Broncos. See, I'm I just going remember Broncos. they lost to the to the Bears, Broncos.
1: Yeah, I'm going Broncos again. The, the Raiders, them, by the way. The Raiders are just in a uh, a wild mess right now, and and I, you've said it before with Derek Carr. Anytime it's it's a little bit of uh, what's the right word uh, turbulence, turbulence, or, or any kind of turmoil that's happening, Derek Carr doesn't do well. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go
0: Broncos. This next one feels like a trap. Feels like a trap. Feels like a bi- classic Bill Belichick trap game. Uh, but I'm going with the Cowboys.
1: See, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be close. I think that the the Dallas Cowboys offense is gonna to be too much for this New England defense. And I think Cowboys are probably gonna win by by ten to fourteen.
0: Start Amari Cooper.
1: I'd start Amari Cooper, or, or and or I've got CD Lamb, so yeah, uh, all the targets to CD Lamb. Go yeah, for yeah, because
0: it. Amari Cooper's getting locked down. CD's eating up, so maybe finally mm-hmm. people decide to cover CD this week, and Amari gets to eat. We'll see. I, I
1: saw I saw an interesting stat. So you know the how last year's wide receiver class it was the rookie class was so so heralded coming out At, in twenty twenty one the leaders in receiving yards from that class number one Justin Jefferson absolute animal yeah number two is michael Pittman jr number three is cd lamb michael Pittman jr is up there with some big names from that draft class and i think he's going to be one of those big names for years to come i really do
0: finally had a good game last week too he has been struggling this year i thought he was the best real close with justin jefferson for being the best rookie receiver last year Mm -hmm. um hey how about jamar chase dude can't catch the ball Jamar Chase has like
1: leading the league in touchdown grabs. So I think he's doing just
0: fine. Real well. But no, remember, that was the talk in the preseason. You couldn't catch the ball in practice. And yeah, that's funny. Seahawks and Geno Smith. Oh my God. I picked the Seahawks on accident. I'm picking the Steelers. I must accidentally fix that. (laughs) Uh, Seahawks and Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers uh, because of that defense and Geno Smith started out real well against the Rams and then kind of fell apart when it counted most. So yeah.
1: Steelers. Steelers, I'm going Steelers as well. I I think that the loss of Juju will certainly hurt the offense of the Steelers, but I just think Gino Smith isn't going to be able to, to go up against that Steelers defense and JJ Watt and, and Casey Hayward and, and all of those guys. It's going to be a tough outing for Gino.
0: Bills at Titans. Uh, bills by a million. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think Colts by a million, but also bills by a million. I think the bills are going to win pretty handily. I,
1: the way the Titans have been playing, I really don't see a way that they put up a fight with this bills defense. Uh, I I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to be able to get going like he normally does. And, and Josh Allen, the, the, my MVP pick to start the year making me look. Actually, no, I picked Matty Stafford. I apologize. So, uh, I, but Josh Allen is is making all of us look look just or making the entire league look foolish. He he's been phenomenal. So I think. What Bills score won. did you
0: pick for this game? You had to pick the score for the uh, tiebreakers. Let's take a look under the hood. So I have Bills forty, Titans
1: twenty one.
0: I have Bills 42, Titans 24. I have the Bills scoring the most points this week, Minnesota scoring the least. Ooh, I have the I don't Giants know if I've scoring gotten, the least. I don't know if I've gotten that, any of these picks right at all this year. I wish I w- I wish there was a little button you could click to see that. Um, taking a look at my fantasy team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's move it along to some news around the league, Andrew. There's that's, really not much news since we talked a couple days ago. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have removed John Gruden from the Hall of Fame, uh, Ring of Fame. Ring, What is it called?
1: The Ring of Honor.
0: Ring of Honor. That's the one. I saw that. They said uh, we recognize John Gruden's success on the football field, uh, but we do not uh, recognize the values that he held as a part of this organization's values, something along those lines, blah, 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 blah dropping his ass. I mean it's uh I,
1: I it seems hypocritical though when you have Antonio Brown on your team and I'm pretty sure Warren Sapp is in Warren Sapp is in the Ring of Honor and Warren Sapp had a lot of stuff going on with him and uh, some sexual assault allegations a few years ago. So So
0: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers believe it's okay to hit a woman but not called Roger Goodell. <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean I'm the P not, word I'm not this word. The... You, you did, I didn't say it, but I,
1: you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> so <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, man. We they,
0: are never gonna have a sponsor ever they
1: got some they got some solid thinking over there that's all i'll say
0: we're never gonna have a sponsor ever and it's gonna be my (laughs) fault um hopefully sponsor coming soon actually uh until just now uh let's move along to There's no free ads oh wait do you want to say the one piece of nfl news that i didn't say because i (laughs) I moved it i went on to my bets here
1: We could, we could, uh, so starting, I think we already kind of talked about it, that it was a rumor, but starting uh, this season, ESPN will broadcast a Monday night wildcard game for the next five years. So uh, again, I think we talked about it. It's going to be interesting to see if that, if it turns into a competitive disadvantage for the teams playing on Monday night, that have to play the next weekend, most likely at the number one or number two seat.
0: This is how I picture this going. Um, the NFL, was like, man, they're offering us a lot of money to do this uh, do this Monday night game, and then and ESPN's like, just keep pushing the money, keep pushing the money, and they're like getting closer and closer to the deal. And somebody at ESPN goes, have they really not like asked about that short week for that one? You know, the the one team that wins that football game is nobody going to talk about that. Don't tell them, don't tell them. They haven't said it, just let it go. I mean, it seems real odd to do that to a playoff team. I think mm-hmm. you know what, do it to the uh, one seed. You want to do a Monday night game? Do it to the one seed on both sides. Be interesting. You know, they get a week break, a week off, put them on Monday night. Anyway, uh, let's move down to my segment, little bad beats with Brandon. Well, it's a little late for you to go bet it now, but I did bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus seven. We're off to a great start. And of course, we got a never gonna win parlay, another 14-pick fat boy, and plus 80,361. I went ahead and slapped $10 on it this week. It's gonna pump out eight grand. $8,046.14. Let's get it started here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus 275. Uh, if you did a parlay this week and you're like, man, what is Brandon going to pick? Obviously, I was going to pick Tampa Bay, so you're well off there. Uh, Miami Dolphins, minus 155. The Kansas City Chiefs, minus 305. The Rams, minus 450. The Packers, minus 235. The I did it. Bad juju. Indianapolis Colts, minus 475. Hilarious line. Uh, LA Chargers plus 120 against the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm telling you guys, that's a winner. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals also going to be a winner, minus 170. Carolina Panthers plus 120. Arizona Cardinals plus 155. Easy money. Uh, Dallas Cowboys minus 165. The Pittsburgh Steelers minus 235. The Buffalo Bills, I went ahead and put the spread in here. Minus 5.5 against the Titans, At minus one fifteen, and last but not least, apparently I think the Broncos are going to beat the Raiders uh, twice here. So uh, minus one ninety, Denver Broncos. Uh, This is the week. This is the week. Uh, This is the week that I'll probably lose one game uh, and actually break my TV. Um, That's it. That's bad news with Brandon. Go out with a little good juju. Um, if
1: you bet on the Colts and they lose because of the bad juju, I think you deserve to I'm shave your sure beard, no. shave your beard and be Mr. Clean for the next podcast episode. No, no.
0: hat, no beard, nothing. No, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not shaving my beard. I think ever again. Um, that's it. I forgot to do social earlier. Uh, I'm really bad at doing my job. Producer Brandon, uh, naughty, naughty. So I'll tell you now go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram. Find us on Facebook, a Colts podcast. Also, uh, people forget we own a Colts podcast.com. That's right. Us two stooges you see on your screen own a Colts podcast. Um, go follow us. Go like our stuff. Subscribe on YouTube. If you don't have the button pushed and you're watching right now on YouTube, shame push the button um yeah i think that's it andrew do you have anything to say must win game must win must win game very
1: important it's time for that killer instinct to come out and the colts colts need to show what they're made of so gonna be fun this weekend back in indy go colts go colts Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.